Well, welcome back to the New Look Common Man. Hey, it is a new season. There's a few changes in the works. The way we do things might be a little different, but the mission still remains. We are just some average blokes with no special insights into what we're talking about other than a joint love of all things sport. And in the in the sense and the uh, the spirit of a new season, our first person joining us today is a man whose favourite football day of 2023 will be in November at the National Draft, and that is Harley Reid Day and Friendy. Well, hello. Welcome. You're first. G'day. G'day. Now that you've done it, now that you've actually put me first before thought, I don't know if, I, if it sits well with me, but uh, it's good to be back nonetheless, and uh, maybe I'll just give it back to Ford next time around. But uh, very excited to be back. Season two. Yes, Harley Reid's coming west, and I can't wait for it. Unless you obviously trade those draft picks around, but we'll talk about that another time because there is a Correct. man standing in the doorway wanting to come into the common man HQ. He's shivering. It must be cold out there. Forty, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Good to be here. Yeah, it's a bit weird being uh, introduced second. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about that. And uh, is this season two or is it version 2.0? I don't know. Ooh. Ooh, great question. Is it just common man 2.0? Uh, look, who really knows? We're, we, we are just, we're calling it something different today to, to signal the start of some change, basically. And, and it might not look the same as it has over the last three years uh, when we sporadically would do our podcast. There might be some different iterations of the common man as well coming up. So I've just called it season two, but you know, there you go. Sure. yeah, it could be 2.0. That sounds more <laughs> trendy. Like, you know, the kids, <laughs> kids are like common man 2.0, probably a bit better than season two, but I, I'm at the old school. I've even written it on our run sheet as SO2EO1, which uh, if, anyone, if anyone's had some um, experience uh, downloading TV shows from torrent websites uh, before that went belly up and there was no need for it, that's how you would find the episodes you were looking for, SO2EO1. Showing, showing your age here, horse. Hey, have you heard of something called Napster? Yeah, I was about to say Napster. <laughs> Good times. I actually actually have heard of that. I have. (laughs) (laughs) Well, enough enough with the uh, reflections on illegal pirating of years past. Why don't we hop into some sport? Eins, zwei, drei, vier, fünf, 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 fünf. Friend is five. Yeah, friend is five. Friend is five. (laughs) <laughs> now, Friendy, this is exciting. It is a new segment all about you. Enid Blyton coined the phrase Fantastic Five, but you're here today mm. to, to introduce us to Friendy's Five. Take it away. What is this? What have we got? Yeah, look, Friendy's Five is where we basically, uh, well, I was going to say we, but let's be honest, it's Friendy gathering his five favorite moments of a certain sporting time or sport, sport in general. And uh, we thought we'd kick things off today, horse, with, uh, you know, it's cricket season. Yes, I, it is. I, I want to make no mistakes for that. It, it's, not, it's not about the AFL right now. It is all no. about the cricket. And uh, obviously, there's a big series happening in England right now called The Ashes. Mm-hmm. Which, I'm uh, aware. You'd have, to, 
you'd have to correct me if I'm wrong, but they're maybe playing for the smallest trophy in in the world or of all time. Would it be? Look, we will have to do some research. I reckon there's something out there that's thimble sized. Actually, I think um, it's funny you say that. I reckon something popped up in my newsfeed last week about the worst trophies in history. Oh, which... we, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to we're gonna have to dive into that. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon that that's a whole Friendies Five in itself. Yeah, correct, correct. But anyway, I've uh, I've gone down uh, to start this segment off with my top five Ashes moments. Now, all three of us were very fond of the cricket, and uh, mm-hmm. there's been some some great Ashes moments in this current seat series. Um, and honourable mention to uh, the stumping situation because I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> seriously, what what a joke. <laughs> now, look, Friendy, uh, it's a funny one, isn't it? Like, even just contemplating calling it a top five moment, but I think in years to come, it certainly actually, it will be classified as one of those Correct. moments in time. Where were you when the stumping yes. S- yes. run out occurred? 40 definitely not in the Lord, definitely not in the Lord's room, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good forward by you. Well, I'll tell you now, what, like that was uh, that was some vicious scenes. They'll now, write, what I they'll write I... songs about it. That'll be like Correct. the day <laughs> the ashes die. <laughs> and I love that Kerry gets booed every time now, but he doesn't care. But anyway, I, I thought let me go through my top five for you, and then we can discuss them. Um, you guys are a little bit older than me. Um, so you might have some um, Ashes moments that go a bit further back. Mine are quite recent. Mine are more really in the the, the last 20 years, except for one of them. Um, so I'll go through them. Re- really, they're top five, but they're in they're in no real particular order. For this one, I just thought, let's just get five out there. Let's discuss them. I do have a six-man award as well, which I'm going to start with, which um, we, we do like our basketball. So the six-man award for me is actually um, Steve Smith in 2019. Um, so he didn't quite make my top five, but just Steve Smith with his heroics, getting concussed, making hundreds for, for yep. fun. Um, I thought that's got to be at least mentioned, but he hasn't made my top five. So in my top five, no particular order. Steve Waugh's century, 2003, SCG yes, hits the nice. four off the last, last ball. Last ball of the day. Correct. I mean, that, I mean... Say no more. I mean, they were sponsored by Orange at the time, if you remember that brand. Yes. Um, so we can discuss that one soon. Uh, well, uh, coming in net. Oh, yeah, sorry, can, can we can we actually just discuss while it's fresh? Can we I just... like this. Let's do it. Let's just change it on the fly. I like yeah, it. yeah. That's what 2.0 is all about, isn't it, 40? <laughs> just, you know, living, living life by the seat of, of our pants. Seat. Oh, That's edge it. of our seat of our pants of our edge of our seats. Well, yeah, 2003 then, about? 2003 uh, SCG, Steve Wall. What were you guys doing? Well, friend, you would have been, what, three three or four? <laughs> to, to, were... to be fair, when I was 13, I was this was the most cricket I would ever watch because I was just watching it for fun. I had no responsibilities. Yes. So I was true. all in on this series. Yep. Well, I remember they were holding off the news for it. Channel 9 News started late. And so yes. it actually it actually made it even a bigger audience because all of those people who would tune in for Channel 9 News at 6 p.m. had to wait for Willie Woney get his 100 off that last ball. And as soon as he cracked it through and he, he knew, he was celebrating straight away. Mm. So I was watching it live. 40, were you watching it? 
Yeah, I was watching it live. Uh, yeah, it was uh, gripping, gripping test match cricket at its finest. It was great. Loved it. Steve Waugh. I can't remember. Was it? Try to remember the shot he played. Can you remember? Oh, it was a cover drive. drive. It was, a oh, cover drive. It was yeah. kind of like a half cut shot, half yeah. cover drive. That was sort of back on the back foot, sort of. Yeah, just yeah, punched yeah. it through. Yeah. Yep. So now that was um, for me. That's got to be my top five. Um, uh, the next one I had was actually Mitch Johnson, 2013-14 mm. Ashes, where he was the scariest bowler we've ever seen. I mean, England had no answers for him. Took wickets for fun. Just that the Mitchell Johnson 13-14 series. I don't know in my memory if I've seen a a an Australian bowler that I was more worried about in terms of just fear factor than that series with Mitch Johnson. And and the moustache was in full bloom that series as well, wasn't the it? The stash was on, yes. The goatee just added to the fear, I reckon. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Oh look, I can only assume that he was our modern day Dennis Lilly or Jeff Thompson, what people of that era thought when they thought of but just a tear away quick. But but not Sean Tate, no control sometimes ter- like he mm, was just mm. menacing. Yeah. Because I mean you got yeah, Shane Warne and Glenn McGrath, like they're far better bowlers. But I'm just in terms of fear for he turned the series on its head. Like he you know, it was unbelievable to watch. And it was also his comeback series because there was questions whether he was even going to make the team. Uh, they they end up picking him for that first test. Rest is history. Yep. So that was good, no, good like times. It. Good yep. times. My, my next one, uh, obviously I've thrown in there, ball of the century, Ford, your man, Shane Warne, bowls out gadding. I mean, say no more. Can't script that. You can't script. You can't. You really can't. I mean... You could actually, and it'd be you could, you could script it because you know. Could you write a better? You couldn't write a better script, but you could, but you couldn't. You, you could. could write it in a script, but it wouldn't. You be could better. write it. You could put it in a script now, <laughs> and make a telly movie about it, yeah. like and include that in like the story of his life and put it on Channel Nine. You could yeah. do that. You could but actually people- for. for- I'd love for Ford to go back to his diary and see if there's a Ford's diary moment from '93. Born Gatting Ball. I, I would assume there'd be something written up about that. Oh, I, I think well, we might probably. be able to uncover that. I reckon it might have quite been. a few warning moments. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Did weren't yeah. you contemplating getting on the gaspers there for a, a while just to be like warning? Thought it might make your bowl well, better. Um, no word of a lie. I was um, wanting to get a Nike earring because of Shane Warne. <laughs> <The> swoosh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> 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 on the gadding ball though um there's been some weight added to it that i've i've found out um there's more in this current more current weight series gadding was pretty <laughs> big to begin with <laughs> well this is true but what they're saying was and i didn't know this you guys may have known this but i've just found this out recently is that apparently gadding was one of the best players of spin in the world at that time mm, yeah and so for me i'm like this just adds Makes so it, much yeah. more weight to this um yeah. Not in the physical sense, horse. Um, oh, okay. It's, yeah. And, but, and that it was also, Shane Warne's first ball. First ball. Yeah. Correct. Ball. That's right. That's right. So First ball in his it, first Ashes, Ashes test in England. Yeah. First Ashes. Yes. Like, yep. yep. Some say you couldn't have scripted it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Nice. Um, Wacker 2006. 
There was a session where Gilly hit 100 of 57 balls, if you remember this one. Uh, and not only that, in that same day, Australia got to see Michael Clark make a century, uh, Michael Hussey make a century, and then Gilly hit a century of 57 balls, just hitting Monty Panesar for six for fun. Uh, for me, it may not be in your top five, but that was one of, I just remember as a 16-year-old, just in awe of Gilly, uh, who was just aggressive, taking the game on. Um, when we had a pretty poor first uh, innings in that game, and then we came out and just did that. So that was a fun one for me, lads. Monty Panesar, not a, a name that I uh, have heard for a number of years. Yeah. On, re- <laughs> on reflection, it's... He sounds like a dessert. I could I could imagine that being on the menu at the dessert. Like, oh, the Monty Panesar sounds quite nice, actually. Is it like the, <laughs> the cheesecake? What Like a mint. Anyway, sorry. Uh, amazing. Yep. Like it. Good runs. Good memories. 40, what you got? Yeah. Well, I, I can't recall that test. <laughs> well, <laughs> it wasn't in my top five. Let's just say that. Well, and, and, and what I'm intrigued about, lads, is I know that uh, I haven't actually put any of the 2005 losing series in England in this. So we can discuss this after. But the last one, Ford, you'll love this. Uh, Warnie has to round out the top five again. Yeah, it's good. 2006, Boxing Day test. Yes. Bowls out. From who in from from England Ford? Who would it be? Well, in, English Peterson, Kevin Peterson, um, Andrew Strauss. Actually, guys, sorry, couldn't let that one slide. Had to correct. Bowls in for his 700th wicket, and can I say, Usain Bolt wouldn't have been able to catch Warnie on that day. It was and, unbelievable. Scenes. And I was there. I was there at the G. Were you? And Ford? That was in my top five. And you know what? Yeah, I was there was too. Just... I was there. Forty. I was there. Really. There was rain. I was there with Jelly. Get out of town. There'd, and there'd been like, rain delays, and it was like, took a it little It was really like overcast, yeah. wasn't it? And yeah. I kept missing the wickets because I kept watching the Barmy Army all the time because Australia was getting them out <laughs> left, right, and center. But I didn't miss that one that Warney got his 700 test wicket, and then he went on an absolute sprint yeah. round. Um, up, and off he went. Yeah. It was Harry Taylor post uh, Hawthorne final. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, mate. He, he ran faster than a rat <laughs> up a drain pipe. I tell you what. <laughs> so anyway, lads, there's my top Good. five. I, I don't know if there's any one, any that you obviously oh. I would have missed some in yours. Oh, so you go I've first. Massive honourable mention again. Me Shane Warne. Yes. The hat trick. Hat trick. Hat trick. Nineteen ninety four. Booney. Uh, Booney gets the third third wick catch wicket off um, Bat pad. Kevin Malcolm. Yep. Back back pad. That was, uh, yeah, That's that's got to be up top five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think the test itself was that eventful, but to get a Ashes hat trick at your home ground, amazing. And look, if we we want to um, throw well, in... Tony Gregg some... or Bill Laurie commentating. All I can hear is Tony Gregg and Bill Laurie commentating. Yeah, I reckon it was Bill Laurie got, got the <laughs> honours being the victorian. Take it back, I mean, off. Um, well, more recent, uh, home ground advantage here, Scott Boland. Uh, I thought he, oh, I think, yes. I think his efforts in the last home ashes series, uh, worthy as well. That MCG test where he got six for six or something. What six for five? Jeez. 
Six for seven, yeah. But yeah, it was. But are we downplaying guys, the greats of Dennis Lilly and Glenn McGrath? Oh, yes, I, 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 wasn't back, wasn't back in my Don time. Bradman. Though, thought, oh, yes, I remember I when with, Don I went with what down. I'd seen. Yeah. <laughs> but just on that one, though, horse, I didn't put any of the last series in there because um, obviously Stuart Broad, uh, we love him, um, and he said that that series didn't count. So we've got to assume it didn't count. So that's why I didn't go oh. with um, Boland. Um, in that one. Yeah. What about, are we going to put that time that he, he edged it to the slip straight behind and then pretended like he didn't hit the oh, ball because he knew he didn't mate, have a review left? He is a, a flog with a capital F. Uh, who's, who's retired? Who just retired. Australia yeah. gave him a, a guard of honour as he came out. Yeah. Like Lagardia. Granny is bat. Granny is bat uh, every time... We got the ball, and you know, after Kerry got out, oh mate, what a flop. Let's move. Let's move yeah. on before I fire up horse. But you know what? He's playing that role as well. He knows. Yes. He knows what he's doing. It's the part of the entertainment as well. At the end of the day, Friendy, I think. I think we actually need to vote. We need to come up with a number one out of your five. So, okay. Yep. yep. So forty. What are you putting as the number one? Patrick. <laughs> Well, let me let me that recap wasn't in for the, you. So, that wasn't in the number five. Yeah, so there was there was ball of the century, Mitch Johnston, thirteen fourteen um, series, Steve War, century two thousand three, Warney seven hundred wickets, uh, or the whacker where Gilly just went whooshka hundred off fifty seven balls. Well, I, I think said ball of century. I think I've got to say ball of the century as well. Mm. And, and regardless, of what by, you, isn't it? you could you can say the whacker test that we don't even remember. And... <laughs> 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 it was unbelievable. Uh, I'm sure it was. <laughs> Love it. Brendy's five. I can't wait to see what we've got next time round. Eins, zwei, drei, vier, fünf, 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 fünf. Brendy's five. Yeah. Brendy's five. Brendy's uh, five. Haha. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to you the Common Man Footballer of the Year. Now, look, it might be late in the season to be introducing this, but I've really felt it important. Like, we are getting to awards season in the AFL, and we haven't discussed this before, so I'm putting it out there today. The TCM Footballer of the Year Award. We want to award someone at the end of this AFL season the Common Man Footballer of the Year. And I suppose the first question that you'll all be asking at home and also Brendan and Forty, you might be asking, but I, I hope you've read the run sheet is what makes a common man footballer? Um, for me, uh, there's a couple of things that I'll put out there as a criteria, but if, uh, if you've got some input as well, guys, um, that would be great. Well, and, and what's the prize for the f- f- TCM Footballer of the Year? Is it a, is it a plasma TV? Or like... I think it's more like something that we have in our garage like, that we don't like a use. Stubby holder. Oh, look. Hey, this is what it could be. I did a quiz. Um, the Carlton Draft AFL quiz popped up on my Facebook the other day, and I was like, yeah, I'll give that a go. And I got the 15 out of 15 questions right, and then it said, You've won something, enter your details and we'll deliver it to your house. And then I found afterwards that the the one of three things that I might have got is a Carlton Draft stubby holder, a Carlton Draft scarf, or a Carlton Draft esky. 
So I'm happy to put that up because I have no use for any of those things. <laughs> so maybe it's it, this has been sub-sponsored by Carlton Draft. They don't even know that, but Correct. they've got on board. Yeah, so we'll we'll put we'll put a nice package together of stuff that are just sort of like, oh, yeah, it's okay. It, it's good for the common man. Um, so getting back to actually what makes a mm, common mm, man footballer. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. There's yep. two things that popped out to me. First, first and foremost, like they need to be sort of like middle of the road in their respective team. They can't be the the superstars. Mm. They can't be the mm. guys making all Australians the top one or two at their club. You can't be winning best and fairest because that's not common, man. Like the average person who plays in any sporting team, there's only one award. There's only one best and fairest. So it'd be very uncommon for the common men mm-hmm. footballer of the year mm-hmm. to win, to be winning those awards. So do we, can we all agree on that? Yep. Yep. Like on the fringe of top 10 would be really good. Well, I've got a couple of examples I want to run by you just to make sure we're all on the same page here. Um, yes. And a couple of players who I think could fit what we're trying to, you know, to make here. And obviously we're looking at current footballers, but, but I'd say someone who epitomizes the common man who was a former Geelong player, and maybe you put him in the greats. This is where I want to get some clarity on, but yep. we all live in, Ge- in Geelong here in Victoria, Australia. Um, shout out to our international listeners. Um, and Billy Brownless is one that comes to mind. You see him around town all the time. He's always behind oh, the yeah. club at, at his at his local, uh, serving the people, having chats with the people. He's not someone that just owns all these different properties and pubs and you never see him. He's always out there with the people. And I think he's epitomized what the common man's about in his post-retirement. Um, he was just one I was thinking of. I mean, he also does have like a high-rating radio show. <laughs> And this is the the dilemma, right? That is the dilemma. Like this is more, <laughs> so th- more what I was thinking was like the example of say, um, Cam Guthrie, who used to work at cold rock during the week and do one shift a week serving ice cream to try and make himself, keep himself grounded. Um, or even just, uh, all of those footballers who, uh, parents and have, or, you know, have the family situation where they're looking after the kids that are keeping them grounded during the week. And it's not just a superstar footballer going out, partying, going out and putting all their time and effort into fitness. Like they've also got to change nappies during the night and might be getting minimal sleep at some point, things like that. Mm. Mm. I've got a good example. Uh, uh, Lingy uh, walking to the footy. Lingy's just walking alongside with his kids, just walking across the game, going to the, watch the, the footy, just like, uh, People would go and watch him back yep. in the day and he, yep. he stops with his footy and kick kicks the footy with some of the kids and they're all kicking around and he's a couple of snags at the goals and you know. I thought and ate a couple of snags, did. probably. Probably two, you know? Yeah. So his yeah, footy yeah. days are over. But that that sort of thing, you yeah. know, he's yeah. not I mean uh, he, he, he's not he too was big a, for anyone. He was a premiership captain and he's on channel seven, but I, but, I do, but, I do understand but, where you're coming from. There's an element there. Yeah, I think, but we're we're also talking like they've become like a cult figure in terms of, you know, sometimes your cult figures in your club isn't always your best player. An example for you for from a West Coast fan is is Dom Sheed. He's lived everyone's childhood dream, kicking a goal on Grand Final day to seal the victory. He's yep. done nothing in his career. 
No, he's not a top true. ten player. He's just no. a common man who's done what common men dream of doing, and he's got now he's got himself on a on a plain white t shirt kicking the goal up goal to beat Collingwood. Um, hey, look, is that the realm you're you're looking at? I like that, and if I'm not being too um, negative about your team, friendy. <laughs> the the thing with West Coast at the moment is I think they're all fighting not to be in the top ten. So they're all <laughs> they're all like common men. They are. Is there a team? Could there be a team that doesn't have a top ten players in their team? Because if possible, that's them. They've got no one from zero <laughs> to ten, and they go from a their their twenty two actually goes from eleven to thirty three. I couldn't <laughs> even name their top twenty two right now. No, you just have to name the squad and, you know, throw some pins like, out there. Like I'll, I'll, listen to the games on, I'll listen to the games on the radio right now. When they shout out a name, I assume that it's the other team's ball. But then all of a sudden we've got the ball and I'm like, I don't know who that is. So, anyway. Well, with oh, this, I, I think, think another trait. What about yeah. another trait? Sorry, horse, to jump in. No, no, I love it's, it. Um, you know, they're, they're willing to have a beer with the boys after the game. You know, like, you know, they're, yeah, they might, you know, on a Thursday night uh, meals at the club, they're, they're happy to sit with, you know, they're not just hanging out with the elite. They go and sit with the resis. They sit with, with the, the common, other common mm, men and just like it. mix it up, you know? Yep. Yep. And I suppose then sort of, we've also got maybe from the younger perspective, because we've talked about, you know, the older guys who are maybe going through different family phases of life. I suppose then on the flip side, you've got the younger guys, maybe who it's pretty common man to be like in a share house. They have their share houses and stuff like that. So I do get that. Yeah. Um, I, the other thing I thought maybe is if they have something like a podcast or something along, because that is pretty common. There's a lot of randoms do that nowadays. As well, well, someone like a Dil- Dylan Buckley, he epitomizes the common man. Yes. Doesn't yeah. He? Yep. If he was still playing, he would. Or he, no, does he still play? He might might run around local footy, maybe. See that, I, that well, could be well, another thing. Well, if they retire from AFL and then go play local footy, does that epitomise the common man? Like Chris Judd, he retires. You never seen him again. No. I. The other thing though, like we want them to be. They've got to be current AFL footballers. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. what I'm thinking is this is something that we can throw out to the listeners. And um, mm, if, like there's, if there's no one listening, we might have to specifically go and hunt out some friends and ask them and, and piece together the criteria that we put up on Instagram. And then we ask, we ask for some nominations. I would love to get some different nominations of players for the AFL TCM Footballer of the Year, the Common Man Footballer of the Year. A nomination and what makes them a Common Man Footballer. Does that sound mm. okay? I love it. Love it. The next thing I wanted to talk about, and you might have noticed we haven't we haven't gone with uh, this week, this month in sport, because what we're talking about may or may not be relevant to the time that it's released. We also want it to be relevant, even if you listen to it in a few months. World Cup fever has it gripped you guys? Are you have you been watching the Women's World Cup? Yes. Yes, I, I, I love uh, I love the World Cup. I love it. Soccer, Australia. Wow, what high level energy! Peas what and I, carrots, you know. What, what I, mean? I think, what I think is one great thing about our country, 
um, regardless of the sport, if there is a major sporting event and we have Australia representation, we just, we all get on board. Everyone mm, gets absolutely. on board. And um, there'll, there'll be weeks of the year where you are a specialist in knowledge of sports that you have no idea about yep. for the other 50 weeks of the year. But now that's on, you'll watch. And, you know, I don't know if anyone else is like this. I listen to Bruce McAvaney or someone will give some commentary mm. about it, put that it's away in the, in the brain, and then I'll pull that out next day at work. Or, I'll, you know, <laughs> now I'm yeah, the expert. Because right. Bruce said it. So, yeah, actually, did well, you know? Well, yep, did you know? <laughs> he is. He is an expert, isn't he? He, uh, he loves the horses and, and now he follows the World Cup women's locker. He's very excited with the horses, isn't he? But <laughs> I, I have a keen interest uh, following the women's soccer team horse because uh, my cousin, Caitlin, she's uh, she's doing all right up forward. And she's holding the fort because because oh, oh. old mate Sam Kerr, she's done her calf and uh, she's not coming back. I'll tell you that right now. And that's an absolute travesty. Steady on 40. You might have jumped the gun a bit too early with that one. We'll have to wait and see. But Sam Kerr has just been named for uh, the next match. So uh, we're decoy. good to go, mate. We're it's good to go. Decoy. Look, yeah, she won't be using her um, calf. She'll just be heading the ball everywhere she goes. <laughs> She's very good at that, though. Very she good. She is. I have to clarify this cousin talk because I put, I I was just like, noticed that Ford was spelt the same. Is there? Is it a relation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long, long, uh, there's, there's not many of us horse. So, yes. um, Ford with two O's. She, Correct. uh, she's a long lost cousin. And, um, I'm so happy Ford, where she, is she on the, where is she, she on the family know. tree, mate? She doesn't know that she's, you're cousins. She's on, she's on one of those branches. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> does she know, does she know who Nicholas Ford is? Does she know Nicholas Rex Ford? Yeah. 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 I'm, Probably uh, she follows me on Instagram on myheritage.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, I'm suggesting that is not the case. Um, hey, before we move on to the next thing, uh, 2026 Commonwealth Games. How did we feel about that? Yeah. Looking forward to it. It's going to be great. It um, is. <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to. Hashtag know, dance the man. Having it in regional Victoria. I can't wait. I've got. Oh, yeah. No. What's that, friendy? <laughs> breaking news. <laughs> oh mate, what a debacle! What that a is. Flock. Oh, just like, <laughs> like what annoys what annoys me about that situation is like he knew that it was going to be it was going to put us in debt. So, yep. you know, like why take it on in the first place? And then you've shot yourself in the foot, um, and now we now we just like Victoria just looks like a laughing stock. Man, we're so, cooked. We're oh. cooked. Anyway, like... well, my understanding is Gold Coast are going to pick it up again potentially but they're going to need federal help or whatever but then also they're doing the, the olympics like i mean mate just give it to another country like yeah we're already stuffed it enough we don't deserve well, it but if another country isn't set up what can they do in it's three years away like there's that's the many, other issue there's not as many oh. countries in the commonwealth only 72 oh. yeah, that can run an olympics no, uh, commonwealth games go to sierra leone yeah. Could. Cool. Yep. Go to the Caribbean Commonwealth Games. Yep. Fiji. Well, yep. well, could I, how about throw this one out to you? Because apparently the Commonwealth Games are, are, are not making much money at all. Um, yep. Is do you, it done? Do we see, yeah. Well, now that the Queen's passed, are we about to head into a 
at time where maybe the Commonwealth Games. I mean, it's it's not the most exciting sporting event. Like Australia dominated. It's not the best of the best. It's just the Commonwealth teams where really England, India, and Australia fight out for all the gold. South Africa, South Africa, um, Canada. Yeah, they go right. I mean, what I do love about it is that it's the it's the para athletes. Um, and the able-bodied body athletes, they come together as one. Yep. I do like that about it. But um, maybe it's done. Maybe it's maybe it's had its time. I don't know. You, you could be right. You really could. Salutations. It's your wise old friend here, the spirit of the game. And I just wanted to pop by and clarify a few things. My name has been banded around in the media a fair bit these last few months and I just needed to make sure you all understood what I represent and that should be obvious. It's the best interests of the English Cricket Club. Let's not dilly-dally around this. I am whatever the English deem me to be. They created the sport of cricket so by definition they also created me and I'm here to meet their every whim. Some examples, you ask? Well, okay, um, let's go. If an English wicketkeeper tries to throw down the stumps of an Aussie batsman who may have his back foot out of the crease, that's just cheeky flair play. But if an Australian wicketkeeper knocks down the wickets of an English batsman who has strolled out of their crease, well, that's just not right. As I say, that is the spirit of the game being misused, and hey, I am that spirit. An Englishman nicks the ball and refuses to walk. Good on him. Stand your ground, man. It's up to the umpire to call you out. An Aussie takes a clean outfield catch and uses his hand to break his fall when he hits the turf. Well, hmm, that's not fair. That's not out. Do you get it? Whatever works best for the English. Anyway, best be off. I'm heading back to Lords to join the members for a discussion about why a moral victory is so much better than literal victory. Toodles. What you got? What you got? Recommendation time. Well, I thought it, it might be nice as we enter into 2.0 to just chuck in a different recommendation every week. And I'm going to start with the first something to watch recommendation. We've, we've dabbled with these things in the past, but now we're just going to flip it. Everyone uh, will have the opportunity to tell us something to watch. And I'm going to start by telling you all to watch the Steph Curry movie underrated, which is now on Apple TV plus Do either of you have Apple TV or have either of you heard of this movie? No, haven't don't have apple tv either so is it on anything else uh, it is a, it is an apple tv production it it is one of those ones that they've invested and in, created themselves so maybe when you flip around and catch up with ted lasso did you finish ted lasso 40 no i didn't no i haven't did you start it no <laughs> oh, Ford, Ford, Ford. Ford. no 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 oh. Ford, 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 Ford. this is one of those moments where we just need to stop stop everything. Yep. And, and and Nick, this is the priority. I just I just finished This Is Us and I can't oh. have a lot of time to no, watch. No, Ford, no. Ford, Ford, no, no, Ford. no, no, no. I'm talking like there's I, I feel like I know you pretty well. Horse knows you pretty well. We know there is 
there is no doubt this is going to go to one of your top favorite TV shows ever. Ever, ever. Of this all is time. how big it is that you need to watch Ted Lasso from start to finish. Yes. It's on Apple TV. Yes. It's on Apple TV. Just do yourself a favor. You Get will binge it so hard. $8 or $10, one month. It's not that expensive, Apple TV. One month is all you will need. Ford, it's the most feel-good, funny, um, inspirational. You but throw it, any word in front of it. But And it's sports-related as well. Like, it centers around a football team. Yes. Like, it's got no, all the It's the column man. It's the column man. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm so, Ford, I'm so no, confused, Ford, to be honest. Ford, Ford, Ford like, this is, <laughs> this is one... I, I actually can't I, have I, you watch anything else until you've seen this. I just don't watch a lot of TV series. No, so no, Nick. I, but I, you yeah. just watched like a hundred episodes of This Is Us. Yeah, <laughs> over like four years. Nick, this is one of those moments where I need you. I need you to remove your 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 native Germanness, which is just this pride of stubbornness. I, I need you to remove that. And this it's, is a moment where I it's need It's not you stubbornness. To... I just haven't got to it. I'm a long list of shows that I would like to oh, watch. No, but this is the top of the list. There is nothing oh, else. Like, oh, I can it. almost guarantee if you, you watch this, by the end of season one, you will have a yes. sign that says believe above yes. your doorway in your <laughs> office at work. Like, that's the call I'm making. Yes, you will love it. There, I, yeah. When, there is no when other show people, out there right now. There's no, no other show out there right now that is higher of a priority than Ted Lasso. I feel like when the producers what about of Ted Lasso, three. no, <laughs> no, I, <laughs> no, just no. I'm actually. What about, this is actually? It's actually I've irritating to, me. That you haven't seen it. Yeah, still got to watch. Um, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm confused. Out of banks. Out of banks. I'm really looking forward. No. To what now, horse? Why we're, why we're still horse? Why we're oh, still is, that, is that about the global financial crisis? Outer banks. Uh, what is that? Like, like this, like these. Follow these, like kids, um, out of banks, and like there's these rich kids and then these poor kids, and they. It's like this adventure. They're like, it's a very adventure series. Yeah, it's really good. You should yeah. watch it. Yeah, you, you're yeah. not selling it. <laughs> Horse, horse. While we're coming to terms with the fact that Ford hasn't watched Ted Lasso, can you just give the listeners out there who are probably pretty frustrated listening to this moment, knowing that Ted, uh, knowing that Ted, knowing that Ford hasn't watched Ted, not even um, an episode. Have you seen the trailer? Have you seen the trailer? Oh, I might have. Oh, Ford. Well, guys, I'm going to put Ted Lasso. Is that how you? I'm going to put it on my TV series watch list. No, but it's got to go number one forward there's nothing yeah. else that yeah uh, matters i'll be, I'll be the uh, deciding factor when it comes to that exactly this is why i need your german pride to step aside and just allow it through the keeper <laughs> yeah Any, anyway <laughs> that's my review of steph curry underrated now on apple tv plus oh that's right we're talking about <laughs> steph curry weren't we <laughs> i'm not even gonna bother go see it <laughs> I enjoyed it. If you can do it. That's brilliant. Brilliant. I will, I will watch that. I will watch Yeah, good. Good. Well, we have come to the end of our first episode of season two, or as Forty likes to call it, Common Man 2.0. I'd like to thank you all for joining us, and I'd ask you to rate us if you can, if it's positive. We'd love to hear from you on our socials, through our Instagram, uh, the Common Man podcast, 
We're going to try and put some polls up as well. I want to hear about our TCM Footballer of the Year nominations. Did you agree with Friendy's top five? That momentous day at the Wacker that he remembered and the rest of us could not. Uh, so much to talk about. Maybe you could suggest a topic for Friendy's five. You can do that directly to Friendy because he needs to be able to pretend that the idea came from him. Hey, Friendy, have you got any merch sorted? Look, I'm... That old chest I'm not going to say anything, all right? Normally, I'm, I'm just just let my actions speak louder oh, guys, than my words. Guys, guys, I've I've got this contact, and uh, yeah, I've I've got something I've got something brewing, you know, like uh, you know some some stubby holders or maybe some teas or jerseys or yeah, yeah, it's exactly. coming, it's coming, it's Keep, coming. Watch your space. <laughs> watch this space, and speaking of watch this space, watch this space in a couple of weeks for our new mm. Common Man podcast, my favourite sporting moment which will be hitting the airwaves very shortly. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you soon. You're going, you're going Giannis over Shaq forward. Oh, that was a f- where I went first. So, <laughs> yeah, well, let's go Shaq, sure, whatever. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> have you had an evening with Giannis? No, but you've spent an evening with Shaq. <laughs> I have. It was a flop. <laughs>